0: Hi, everybody. I'm Sunny, and this is We Gotta Talk, a live weekly digital talk show and podcast where we like to dig deep. Real talk, big topics. Now, let's dig in. Hey, everybody. Welcome to We Gotta Talk, where it's all about real talk on big topics. This is an issues-based show where we like to dig deep. We like to ask a lot of questions, get uncomfortable, all in the name of learning a little bit more. This week, though, it is just me and the mic and this obnoxious echo. (laughs) One day I'll be professional and soundproof my office. I actually do have a podcast studio that I record in, but it's been inaccessible to me lately. So hopefully um, with all three children in school now, I can actually get to it and Record that an episode for you that doesn't sound like I'm talking inside of a plexiglass box. (laughs) Anyhow, you know, it matters that we show up, right? We're here. That's what matters. Showing up is half the battle, as I like to tell my kids as they cry on their way to school. That's only partially a joke. Listen, I don't talk too too much about the kids around here because, you know, I'm a big fan of letting children grow up and tell their own stories. But I will say this, the beginning of the school year in our household has been bit of a shit show. Little bit, little bit circusy. Not because the kids don't like school or not because they're, you know, there's any major issues with the work of it, but we have a little... A little anxiety and tears from one of them. So, um when I tell you I have been on emotional life support lately just trying to get out the out of the house to school, I'm not kidding. It's been um you know, it's obviously been hard on her. It's been hard on me. You know, any parent who has a child who's anxious to try new things knows the level of like planning and preparation and conversations that you have to have you know, in anticipation of the child's nervousness or nerves. And so it is, it is, it is a lot. Um, it's a lot. And, um, for any parent who experiences this, and I know that there are tons of kids out there who have nerves or anxiety when it comes to trying new things or getting into routines. Like I feel you, I see you. I've probably had, I've had at least two ma- like, bi- like breakdowns that I can, Immediately rec- recall offhand, just sort of in the form of like having to have a good hard cry at my house and with friends. Um It's it's uh, oh gosh, you know we we try our best to equip our kids with all the things they need to get out there and be brave and do their thing. But the, at the end of the day, we are who we are a little bit, right? And so we're doing our best in our house to work through some of these some of these little bumps in the road. But it's been hard. And if listen, if you're going through this, guys, at all as a parent, I am so, so sending you the biggest virtual hug right now. We focus so much of our attention and energy, rightly so, on getting the child mentally prepped and making him or her feel good. But what we don't attend to is the impact that it has on us. And it's it's incredibly difficult to be the person who is em- orchestrating the schedules and the emotions of, of kids. And so I see you if you're going through it. I will say this, I have always been grateful for friends, but it has only been the other moms in my life who have been really able to see me in this situation and see me through. And I'm just, God, I'm so grateful for a group of really, really good girlfriends who literally let me cry to them and just be like, what am I doing wrong as a parent? And what, you know, even though you know it's not your fault and you are trying your best, you need a shoulder to cry on. So anyhow shout out to the ladies helping the ladies out there we love you friends um all right so we're gonna do just a little bit it's gonna be kind of a mixed bag today um i wanted to bring you guys up to speed on what's happening on the show um because we're gonna officially launch a new season yay um as of september so by the time you're hearing this the new season will be about a week away and we've got We have got some great, great stuff. I'm going to run through what you can expect to hear over the next several weeks. But producer Rachel and I are busy booking and sourcing story ideas and bouncing things off of each other. And it's been so fun. I keep telling myself I'm going to take a break. <laughs> I think I think I took one week of a break in the past year. I really want to. It's just that I have so much that I want to talk about. and I want to work through. It's like therapy for me. Um, so so yeah. Okay. Let's get let's let's hop into September. I'm popping open the Google Calendar right now. Um, I'm really excited about a guest that we're going to have on next week. I have been waxing poetic lately on the benefits of, I don't know what I'm calling light therapy. I don't know if it's an actual thing, but I heard a really interesting interview um, with the founder of an optics, like an, an eyewear company on the Heal Thyself podcast podcast. A while back. It was probably a month to a month and a half ago. And this man, Matt Maruka, who is being interviewed by Dr. G, is talking all about the incredible benefits of exposure to sunlight, to natural light, and not only generally speaking, but also at very specific points of the day and what it does to our brain health, to our body health, to our cellular health. And I have been on a quest to bake and fry (laughs) outside ever since. Not quite. Um, but I've been really exposing, um, I've been exposing myself. (laughs) That's not what I'm trying to say. I've been exposing parts of my skin that I've otherwise been keeping covered up or covered in SPF very deliberately to sunlight for short periods of time all throughout the day. And I am so feeling the effects. So we're kicking off. We got to talk next week with this interview with Matt Maruka, uh, Maruka, who's the founder of Raw Optics, R-A, Raw Optics. And we're going to be talking about the importance of including natural light, sunlight in your life and the myriad of health benefits that it can bestow upon you. It is an obsession of mine lately. I'm like Magda out there from There's Something About Mary. I'm leathering up. You know, for me, this is huge. I, I would roll in a tub of SPF if I could. You know me and my skincare. This is like a thing for me. Um, you know, I'm trying to avoid my brown spots on my face and to go out and, and deliberately expose myself to sunlight for extended periods of time. Not wearing SPF is a big moment for me. But anyhow, um, yes, we're, we're going to talk with him next week. Next week after that, oh, this is going to be good. We have a human design expert coming back. So this is a topic we've covered before on We Gotta Talk. To be honest, I feel like it was about a year ago. Um, I was hesitant to go back to this topic, but it's still so popular. And it is still such an interesting modality to me that I thought it was worth covering again. So basically, um, with human design... Much like you would experience in an astrological reading or some other sort of self-reflective kind of analysis you're doing with an expert in whatever field, it, it, it helps you understand you, who you are, why you are, how you are. And here's what I'll say about human design. So you know we've done everything on this show, and I've done everything in life. I mean, mediums and spiritual counselors, therapists... Uh, hypnotherapy, um, astrology readings. But human design was one topic for me that really cracked open a ton of, um, oh gosh, what word am I looking for? Um, Perspective, I guess, on why I am how I am. And I talked about this last year and I look forward to digging back in and going through all of the human design types. But um, I talked about this feeling that i have sometimes that i really i can kind of repel my energy and and other people's energy and not everyone very specific instances like i have a feeling that sometimes i am closed off i guess for for lack of a better term and human design was the one thing that helped me understand why I feel like I have that vibe sometimes with the world. And anyway, you got to listen to this episode. Um, Emma Dunwoody is going to be the guest and she's going to run us through what your human design profile is, why you may be the way you are when it comes to like me, for example, in certain social situations, or why your instinct is to close up more, to open up more, why you may be more productive at certain points than others. It is fascinating. So we're going to dig in with Emma on September 14th, a live show. We are also, oh, I'm excited about this. Okay. So Rachel Sobel, she is the um, face behind Wine and Cheez-Its on Instagram. That's W-H-I-N-E. She is fantastic and hysterical. And she is one of those follows on Instagram that just makes you feel like a normal mom. You know, she's always, uh, I mean, her reels are hysterical. She's always, you know, uh, sharing funny tweets and it's just relatable. And we're going to talk to Rachel about, you know, being back in the group for back to school and what it's like going through divorce for her. And she's been very open about her personal story. Um, mothering kids as they get older in this crazy digital world, all of the things. So I'm really excited about that. Also, we are going to be hitting back on the topic of manifesting, but specifically how to make money by manifesting. So we covered this topic a few weeks back, actually about a month and a half back with Afia Salter, who was an incredible manifesting expert and the host of the Manifest Edit podcast, which has actually um, become a regular listen for me. Um, But what we're going to dig into with Jocelyn Kelly Reed on the October 5th is going to be money energetics, how to work with money as masculine energy to support your life, to to kind of like work with the feminine energy you have and balance it out with that drive to earn and that drive to succeed and yada, yada, and how you can get those energies in balance to make more money. I mean- I feel like it's a pretty straightforward thing. <laughs> we dug into manifesting as a concept and we've really gotten into some great 101s and how to sort of dip your toe into the practice. But with Jocelyn, I'm really looking forward to specifically focusing on how to use that to bring more money into your life. We are also, I'm really excited about this. So a couple of days ago on Instagram, I was talking on stories about how a friend and I have had similar experiences when it comes to mean girls and, you know, experiences with one person in particular, um, that has been just a bad experience. She's just a shitty, she's just shitty to both of us. That's the bottom line. Um, and it, it sparked this whole conversation we had about, you know, how to confront in your own self, the experience of, what to do when you when you, when you you deal with a mean girl, right? I mean, I hate to use that term because it feels kind of reductive. I mean, I'm a f- almost a 41-year-old woman, um, you know, but here we are, here we are acting like eight-year-olds. <laughs> Even though we're old, what is wrong with women? Listen, biggest feminist there is right here. Love supporting women, you know, whatever. I'm like not a hater, I'm not sitting here, not a gossiper, not sitting here wasting my time talking shit on people but i will say there is something so specifically awful about how women treat each other that it continues to blow my mind even to today even like we we have all the modalities available to us all of the therapies and all of the ways of connecting on cell phones and social media and you know everything we have every resource at our disposal to not be shitty human beings to each other and yet here we are as grown women. Just, you know, it is what it is. So this is something that I'm still kind of cooking up, but we are reaching out to multiple experts on because I really want to dig deep into the idea of mean girls. I had, I mean, God, this is like, this is a a tale as old as time. Um, Everyone has had an experience with a mean girl. I remember something as far back as second grade when, you know, a girl told me she was gonna split my head apart. It's, it's pretty intense now that I'm now that I'm saying this out loud. But uh I hopefully she's not listening and doesn't remember this. She told me I had two like braids in. She's like, I'm gonna pull your braids and split your head apart if you don't Sit next to me at lunch. And I remember being like, oh, okay. So this is what it's like to be in school. Um, so all the way back to second grade, all the way through really awful experiences I had in high school when an entire group of friends immediately just for no reason decided to not like me one day. And this was just, I mean, we're cool now, but my best friend at the time, um, you know, it was awful. It was traumatic and difficult. And I, you know, you get apologies later in life. And that helps, I guess. But, um, you know, there's, there are big moments, I think in every woman's life, starting back from when we're young, where we remember being treated differently for no apparent reason by other girls and now other women. And that's why the topic is endlessly fascinating to me because we all have points of trauma in our life, whether you were outright bullied physically or, or verbally, or you experienced these strange periods of isolation, um, growing up. And even as an adult, I think this is something that Everybody can relate to feeling. So anyway, I'm talking with my friend about, you know, all the different ways you can deal with this. Do you ignore? Do you take the high road and continue to try to engage and reach out? Do you confront and say, listen, I know you don't like me. It's very clear. But I mean, like, what is the best way? So um, we're tracking down in the process of tracking down, uh, hopefully. Um, an expert sort of in the therapeutic side of this, maybe a psychologist or, um, someone who's worked with, with young girls and who knows, maybe women too. And like dealing with this really difficult, difficult topic. Um, oh God, I'm thinking back now to all of the girls that I knew in middle school and high school and the various ways that all of us at some point experienced some form of like bullying or mistreatment. I mean, just awful. Anyway, so look for that too. And, and, you know, I will keep you guys posted on social media, but frankly, I was, I was shocked at, um, the level of interest in this topic. And you guys had really interesting feedback when I asked, you know, how do you deal with this? Do you ignore and continue to be friendly or, or I guess those are two separate things. Maybe do you ignore? do you try to be friendly or do you confront and i think at the end of the voting period of that 24 hours when the story was up most people had voted to you know take the high road and continue to be who they were and not let the other person impact them but um, but you know it's something that i would personally like to kind of d- drop that baggage at the door too i think that what i went through informs how i interact with people to this day I mean, you know, I remember being cornered against the wall in, in high school and like, you know, just, I don't even remember the conversation, but it being very aggressive and in my face. And, you know, you don't forget that kind of stuff. And I think that um, we carry that with us in the way we interact into adulthood. And, you know, it's time to drop the baggage. It's time to... um It's time to confront what it is in us that's fearful and that that is wounded and that is scarred and find a way to sort of move beyond it. So I'm really excited to be digging into that topic too. And hopefully we will be able to scrounge up a guest in the near future to dig into the topic of Mean Girls, which should be interesting. Um, Speaking of girls, what's a little celebrity scoop? Let's pop open Daily Mail. Oh, yes. How could I forget? Um, Leonardo DiCaprio breaking up with his latest girlfriend when she turned 25. Um, this evokes many emotions in me. And speaking of of women and girls, um, it's shocking to me that he's never dated anybody beyond the age, like when they have been beyond the age of 25. There was an infographic that the Daily Mail put out, which was hysterical to me. It was like a bar graph. And on the vertical part, it was the ages. And on the horizontal part, it was like all of the names of the women that he's dated, Giselle and, um, you know, this latest girl, Camila, I mean, all of these beautiful, gorgeous women and none of them. And you know, the vertical bar goes up to the age and they all top, like the latest he ever stayed with someone was when they turned 25. Such a cruel world, such a cruel world. Um, but yeah, you know, who wants Leo these days anyway, to TBH, TV- I feel like he peaked in like Basketball Diaries slash Romeo and Juliet days. He was a little heroin chic in Basketball Diaries, of course. That was like the whole point of the movie, you know, the drug addiction of it all. But those are my most poignant Leo memories. I mean, who didn't die over Romeo and Juliet? It's just, I, I mean, I listened to that soundtrack in, <laughs> on my CD, on my five disc changer in my bedroom so much that it literally probably burned holes in it. Like just imagining myself just, oh, it's just such a classic, iconic, iconic moment in pop culture. I love how the 90s stuff is all coming back too. Like that was peak, peak 90s. And um, everywhere we're looking these days, we're seeing all of these reminders of the pop culture touchstones of when we grew up. It's funny. I'm like not super active on TikTok, but enough so to, um, you know, kind of keep up with trends and like see what's going on or at least read about what people are posting. And, um, I saw something the other day that was like, Oh, Gen Z acting like they discovered like Metallica. And like, I just, all these, like, (laughs) it's just weird. We're the old people now. We're the old people now. Um, so yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be a great upcoming couple of months on we got to talk. Um, we're we're chewing some pre-branding too. So be on the lookout for a different look on both the social channels and the website. And I'm really excited to be um, launching some courses soon that really play into the media um, consultant side of what I have been doing for years anyway. So the podcast is is my baby and will always be um, a focus and the passionate side of what I do. But forever, I've been, you know, for the past several years at least, I've also been working in conjunction with my producer to do a lot of Storytelling and producing and hosting and live events with a number of companies. So I'm really excited that in the upcoming year and sort of in this new rebrand with We Gotta Talk, we're finally putting that out there too. Like we've been doing it all along. We've been helping people write and produce and tell their own stories. But now, with this rebrand we're actually including it out there on the website and as part of our offer too. So it's been really exciting to to branch off into that and um, you know it's always been it's always been at the heart of what we do on the podcast and Interviewing people and getting great details out there and telling a good story and giving people information that might and somehow that might somehow impact or, or inform or inspire them in some way. So I'm really excited that when we launch this new look and the new website, people can interact with us not only or interact with me not only in the in terms of the podcast and the amazing guests that we've had on, but also in terms of you know, if there's any business need that people have when it comes to any and all of those things. I think over the past several years with COVID and with people having to get crafty, um, creating some of their content remotely and digitally, um, there's been a real need for people who are sort of competent in that space. And so Rachel and I, my producer here on We Gotta Talk, um, we're just going in. We're going in for it and it's going to be great. So I really... I'm really excited about that as well. One other thing, um, and hopefully I'll be able to actually record some of this when I am there as well. I'm really excited about this because you guys loved this episode. It's one of the most listened to of the recent batch of episodes on We Gotta Talk that we did. Um, I believe it aired in the spring and I will link it in show notes, but I interviewed a, a board-certified plastic surgeon and facial aesthetics expert named Dr. Lara Devgan, who's based in New York City. And I'm taking a girl's trip in October, and I'm going to see her um, just to, like, I'm um, you just get in front of her and be like, hey, d- you know, do we need more Botox? Do we need less Botox? What facials do you like lately? I'm pretty much <laughs> just paying to go sit in her chair and get her thoughts on what's next. Um, I've been really candid and open. I mean, you guys know this on my podcast for years about getting injectables and dabbling in Botox and fillers and doing things that make me feel good. The basic philosophy I have when it comes to altering one's appearances. If you're of of sound mind and have the support of... Actually, you don't need anyone's support, really. You just really <laughs> forget that. I feel like, listen, you're a grown woman. You can make your own decisions. Um, you know, if you feel good on the inside and you're working from a a place of stability and happiness and inner you know, good mental health, like you do you, boo. Anyhow, um yeah, so I've it's not like I don't have experience with any of this, but to get in the hands of someone who is um just so practiced at this really great natural aesthetic. I'm really excited. I don't know if I'm going to do anything. To be honest, I'm just going in the chair. We're doing a consult. We're gonna. I'm gonna just ask her what she thinks. I'm. I'm gonna be 41 next. Is it? It's this month in three weeks. Oh my gosh! And um, I'm having this weird. We're gonna. I, I plan on doing a whole separate um episode on this where we're talking about like minimizing things over the age of 40. But I've been really feeling lately. And don't hold me to this. I've been really feeling lately like just letting it all go. (laughs) Andrew's going to listen to this and be like, what? No, like not like letting it all go off my healthy habits and treating myself well, but um, I'm just finding myself having really mixed feelings about the Botox lately. Um, You know me, I'm an overthinker and I will look at anything that I do to myself through 55 different angles and through Ten different lenses, and wonder about the implications of all of them. But I've really been spending time lately considering what I am modeling for my daughters in terms of aging. <sighs> well, this took a real, <laughs> a real hard left turn real quick. Um, but no, seriously, I am, um, you know, as much as I've been and am a fan of people doing whatever it is that makes them feel good, and I'm not going to stop um, necessarily, but I've been more open now than ever to the idea of just you know maybe slowing it down a little like i i i'm on a two i'm on a twice a year schedule with Botox, which isn't really that much, but you know, I do sometimes worry about what version of me is is showing up in the world in front of my daughters um and we're very we're a very open household about. I mean, any and everything, any topic that they ask about in an earnest way and with genuine curiosity. And I I respond, honestly, at an age-appropriate level, of course. Um, so this is just some things that I've been thinking about, you know, and I've been talking to friends and I, you do hit a point when you when you reach 40. For me, that was a little bit of a tipping point for me and feeling more confident about how I am and who I am on the inside. And I, it's it's really... I'm feeling an inner push to kind of, I don't know, to kind of slow down with all that stuff, you know? Who knows? I could change my mind tomorrow and be booking an appointment to freeze my whole forehead. You know what I mean? But I like to be candid and honest here. And um, it's kind of where my head is at. All that being said, I'm still seeing um, this amazing woman in New York City just to get in front of her for a consult and be like, listen, what do you think? Like, what's cool, what's next, what's new, blah, 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 but all doing it sort of within reason. So stay tuned to the socials for that. Um, and that's it. A quick beauty update as well. Cause I know I have tons and tons of skincare and beauty fans here. Um, which is the other huge side of, we got to talk, you know, sometimes it gets, gets a little difficult talking about war and, um, racism and, um, you know, abortion politics and women's health care and our crazy hormones, that we need something fun. (laughs) We need some distraction on the podcast. It's really where all of the beauty topics come in, some form of distraction and keeping us sane in the rest of this crazy world. But um, just a quick, quick update on the beauty product front. Um, A while back, I interviewed Dr. Whitney Bowe, who founded her own Inner and outer skincare line. It's called Dr. Whitney Bow Beauty. And if you remember, we chatted about these two products that she launched. One is an elixir, it's um, like a polyphenol concentrate, kind of tastes like berries. And it's really light and refreshing and very lightly sweetened. Um, and I have been now officially using those products for, let me think this through, almost two months. And the topical moisturizer as well, which is just It's in a pump, so it's not a jar. It's giving thickness, but it's not giving like Pond's cold cream thickness. It's like a thicker lotion. Anyhow, I will say this, guys. I have been sticking with this regimen, and I have been really, really minimizing the rest of my product usage. I have currently dropped all retinols from my routine. They're just not agreeing with me. Um... I have some hyperpigmentation from two facials strong facials that I got in a row last year, so I have this underlying redness in my skin as a result. I've been really trying to minimize my product usage and stick with a routine and I will say this at the two month mark for these Dr. Whitney Bow products. I am incredibly happy with the results um I've said this and I said this on Instagram. But what I notice most using this elixir is my lips, which always felt like in a perpetual state of dryness for some reason, even though I I feel like I drink a lot of water and I stay hydrated. Since I've been using this, I have had no dry lips, which is weird and a very, very welcome change. And the moisturizer is just really calming on my skin. I'm noticing a lot less redness, some of that subtopical. Like it was kind of, it's kind of like under the top layer of skin. You know, it's like peeking through, if that makes sense. And I've noticed less of that. So I'm really happy. So just a check-in point because, you know, I was sent those products and I always give stuff a fair shake. And I truly don't, don't write about it, guys, on the blog unless I'm using it and truly loving it. So it already passed the mark for that, but now that I've been using it for an even more extended amount of time, I just wanted to report back that it's still pretty freaking great. So there you go. There's your free ad, Dr. Whitney Bow Beauty. <laughs> Send me some more lotion, just kidding. Um. All right, guys, I'm gonna wrap it up here. I gotta get back to Carline. Carline, Carline, 30 minutes of my day that I will never get back. Listen, I'm not complaining, I'm grateful. There's just no bus system where we are. It is what it is. So many blessings in life. But I added it up and I spend a total of seven to nine hours in my car every week. So, yeah, it's wonderful. Shout out to all the parents making it through the first weeks of school. Bless you. Bless your hearts. Thank you for tuning in. Like I said, we are going to have an amazing season. Oh, we got to talk. I cannot wait for you to be here for all of it. Message me on Instagram at Sonny Abata S-O-N-N-I, A-B-A-T-T-A. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of We Gotta Talk. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe, and follow along on Instagram at Sonny Abata S-O-N-N-I, A-B-A-T-T-A. All of the latest blog posts are at wegotatalk.com slash blog.